Yo, what's up, everyone? Welcome to the Fantasy Basketball PH Podcast. And again, this is your host, your fantasy papi, Papi Roy in the house. And then this is our weekend gig. Of course, I'm with my boys, my bro chachos in the house. We are called the weekly head three heads. So you have head to heads. And again, uh, adding another head is better than two. So <laughs> we call ourselves as a head three head. And I, of course, I am with uh, NBA Fantasy Bible, DMAC, and then day-to-day guy, Arik Z. Hello, guys. What's up? How are you? G'day, guys. Good to see you. Good to hear all of both of you. Yeah, so um, last episode was long, but uh, I, I didn't receive any questions or any exaggerations from our viewers. So I guess we did well. I guess people enjoyed us, you know. I received I received one for my wife. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess he's the most important person, important feedback for you, are. <laughs> I'm I'm lucky to be here this week alive <laughs> after after two and a half hours in, in the middle of the day in your time in your this uh, in your uh, time district it's it's evening now in mine it's the middle of the day so I left my wife with the children and she she thought it would be only for one hour and it became three so you can imagine. <laughs> the response wasn't so uh Eric, that's so, the dedication. Uh, that's the dedication you've got to fantasy. Exactly, yeah. exactly. I love it. Yes. Yeah. Everyone uh Eric is actually putting all of his chips already uh, in our first episode. So that's 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 how we do it here in weekly head to head, right? Yeah. yeah. That's how we roll. That's how we roll. So uh for our episode for today, we're going to do a map draft which I'm pretty much excited. And if you are watching this, uh, I'm pretty sure you should have noticed that the rank is actually updated like yesterday or the other day. So uh, we're, it's going to be interesting to to actually uh, distinguish the differences in terms of uh, the ranking. And uh, um, uh, DMAC, I would like to ask you to like show your screen in three minutes. Uh, I've asked several friends and uh, followers and um viewers to join our draft so it's a 12 team uh draft and hopefully um people get to see themselves in our episode <laughs> and don't worry um uh, as you can see i'm gonna draft first and then um Dimak is in the middle and then eric is uh in the last pick so we get all three perspectives of uh, if you're going to drop early, if you're going to drop in the middle, or if you're going to drop last. So it's a total package episode for today. And I think we're going to do a couple of mocks uh, more in the next episodes, just to, you know, especially if the, the Yahoo rankings adjust. But uh, at least for today, it's going to be interesting. So a uh, quick question, Eric, last pick, or who are you planning to pick actually? I'm still not sure. I'm thinking about the strategy. I want to see who's left. Uh, I might uh, do something that isn't uh, isn't the consensus right now, and uh, pick a uh, triple J in the one of my two picks. Uh, but I have a really good take about it. I'm not sure I'm gonna talk about it this uh, episode but i have a nice take about uh, triple j uh, so more to come even if it won't be today 
uh, Eric gets something for us. And I'm pretty sure this is uh, very visible in the day-to-day app. Uh, as you can see, J2J, uh, J, uh, sorry, Triple J actually has a, a very uh, generous uh, rating in, in, in Yeah, Eric's but app. but this is the, you know, by, by, we're calculating their uh, Z-scores. Okay, so it's not like it's my uh, it's my uh, draft. Uh, it's not like I'm going to take uh, my projections and use it the ranking in the app and use it as is. Uh, Yanis there isn't a, a first rounder, okay? Because if you use these scores, it's not a, even top forty, top fifty. Last year it was one hundred. It's ludicrous, you know. I'm going to pick Yanis in the first round, okay? So you need to use this. You need to use the ranking you want to understand. There are some players you have to see their punt rankings, you know. So uh, our app, uh, it's not, we don't have, we leave you the choice how to use the the, the stats, you know, uh, the, da- the data. We have our projections and the discourse, in the discourse and everything, and you use it like, like Basketball Monster. Yeah, and then that's and luckily for us, Eric is always with us every week. So I'm pretty sure he'll definitely guide us as we uh, go to our um, season, right? And how about you? I'll give my take. You know, everyone has his own take. Yeah, there you go. And and rightfully so. I I totally suggest for us to have our own takes because that's gonna be uh, uh one of my favorite flavors or angles in doing fantasy basketball. It's called fantasy for a reason. So. You have to really be creative on your own. We have guides like the day-to-day app or the basketball monster, or any uh, very good references. Uh, if you follow NBA Fantasy Bible, he has uh, rankings as well. So you know, um, it's to each his own. Uh, um, Dimac, uh, speaking of uh, you, um, any particular player you are targeting in the middle round? Yeah, I think when we're looking at tiers, I think six is actually a pretty good le- um, pretty good spot to draw from. Um, Several players are probably capable of taking the three through to six spot. So I'll just wait and see what um, drops in my lap, so to speak. But just going back to Eric in position 12, I'd love to see him put his money where his mouth is, talking about Triple J last week as well. So that'll be very interesting, uh, unless, of course, Giannis does slip. But, yeah, question for you guys. Obviously, Papi, you're not going to be crazy and not take Jokic at number one. But you guys thinking about going into a punt straight away or you just see how things pan out well um since i'm gonna draft Jokic, uh, i'm gonna just see how it pans out but how about you eric i'm thinking about strategy let's see i if, if i'm going to take if i'll take triple j i guess i'm i will punt uh, uh, maybe uh, field goals and uh, rebounds or maybe go to a uh, assist and uh, steals punt we'll wait and see i'll see i I need to check who who is left. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's 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 why we have a lot of leagues sometimes because we 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 enjoy too much draft, right? Uh, here in the Philippines, <laughs> I have friends like they have like uh, three to four accounts. Shout out to our commissioner, a good friend, uh, Jojo Legaspi, and uh, the other uh, friends that we have in our um, group that uh, usually drafts every other day. <laughs> That's how we love drafting. We we have a lot of uh what they call this leagues right now. Um uh going back to um DMAC, um some GMs doesn't like going in the middle. 
because uh, they thought that um, in the first uh, or the last rounds, usually there's a run. Like if if there's a run of centers or a run of guards, and then mid the middle pick usually is being put into position to really you know either reach for a player just for the sake of really getting his guy. So what can you say about people who gonna draft in the middle? Uh, any tips or any thoughts on that? Hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm comfortable in the middle um, stage of the draft. Look, pe- people may say you need to reach for your player, but also the counter is that players will also drop to you as well. So I'm actually looking forward to it. You get extra time to think about your pick as well. So uh, allows you to think about your punt or any other strategy that you're taking on. So I actually don't mind that middle stage, particularly when you're looking at the first couple of rounds as well. I think. All right, here we go. Nine seconds, eight seconds, puppy. Let's get to it. Okay, so um, while I'm going to use... Uh, I'm not going to drop it already, but I'm just going to use my time to actually shout out first uh, some of our participants we have here. Carl, Kremen, Daddy Lags, Jason, AJB, is it? Uh, our friend, our good friend AJ in the house, RJ, Matt, JJ, Alwin, Christopher K- from KPTV, um, and then uh, and Matt, I guess. So yeah, shout out to you guys. So I'm going to pick here, of course, Nikola Jokic. I don't think we need to spend time to explain why he's number one. So, no, uh, we, we really don't. <laughs> so let's just see uh, who goes second because usually this is uh, something that people... Justify. So we have here Joel Embiid followed by Luka Doncic. Is it? Do you think Joel Embiid still arguably the number two player, or Luka or other player is knocking in the door? Uh, Eric. Excuse me, I was concentrated in the draft. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm just asking about um the number two pick. Um, is Joel Embiid like lock for number two or Doncic or? I tell you the truth, I don't think it really matters, okay? All of the picks, it's a coin flip between Embiid, Luca, Halliburton, all of these names, Shea Gilgus, all of these names are, 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 are nice. Wait a second, it's my pick. Yeah, go, go ahead. You're, on the clock, pick. So, um, uh, I, I let uh, Dima carry over. This is... This is li- kind of like uh, in real time, so that's the reason why you know we're we're, we're trying to um, adjust uh, depending on the 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 picks that we have. So w- going back to you, uh, Eric, um, you you mentioned about depending uh, or it, it it won't matter, but um, is it so? Uh, sometimes it matters in a sense that GMs has this uh, what do you call this this strategy to either hey let me start off with a big so i have already a a, a, a big first hand so i'll go, i'm gonna go joel Embiid. but some gms usually starts with either sga luca or tyrese halliburton because yeah, i'm gonna pump in uh assist because it's a scarce uh category so um for you um does that matter no no because uh, you, you that if you if you Either way, either way, you started really well, and there's still enough uh, players from each category to to add. I don't see the diff- the big difference here. Okay, uh, you know, if you're taking Lucas, so you're probably gonna go and punt uh, free throws, right? Uh, so so I think I think uh, you should take them. 
as, as part of, of, of a whole strategy, okay? If you prefer, if you prefer punting, you know, points or maybe rebounds, so you have Halliburton. Uh, if you prefer uh, punting, uh, maybe assists, you can uh, go with the... Uh, with, uh, uh, Oh, Embiid, so, or, or maybe assistant steals, although Embiid is a, he has a good steal rate, but he suits, Embiid suits a lot of punts. Uh, so it, it depends if you're entering with a strategy, with a strategy uh, pre-draft, if you want to punt threes, uh, threes so you can take Shea. Uh, if, you, if you had something in mind before, uh, so 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 take the the player that suits, and if not, I don't see the big difference between them. I don't think that uh, this choice uh, will win you a championship. Okay, I think the other parts of the, the draft, the more difficult, the the less sexy parts, they are the parts that give you a championship. There you go, and then um, Dmac, you are uh, how, how what's your what's your Take on Kyrie Irving. Are you kind of like confident with Kyrie Irving? Is this something that uh, you oh, think yeah, is a steal? Just interrupting. I hope you do have a, a pick up your sleeve, yeah, which, someone, up you. which is yeah. fine. But yeah, I think Kyrie at that spot um, a nice compliment for Tyrese Halliburton. And contrary to a few, I like to get those scarce assists to begin with as well. So I think Kyrie at that spot, and I'd looked at his X rank as well, had gone up to eight, which is pretty crazy. But um, to get him in the second round or middle of the second round, I'm um, really happy with yeah and, and partnering uh those two guards with a uh, lot of efficiency is going to be uh you know a uh, very good foundation so uh here i am actually drafting uh a big and a forward so i drafted uh carl anthony towns uh just you know swipe an efficient big just to partner with uh nikola jokic and then uh, I, I swipe Jimmy Butler uh, so I could get some assists, uh, digital steals, and of course that boost in free throws made that for me is an undervalued category that people sometimes doesn't, you know, give emphasis on. Because um, there are only few players or uh, picks that can influence your, your, your free throws. So I, I think uh, for me it's a little bit valuable at this on my take. Um, looking, I'm looking currently at our picks here. Uh, of course, we're gonna re we're gonna review this later, but uh, I haven't really seen a lot of you know wow picks or uh, anything um, peculiar. But uh, James Harden at 29 um, is the situation of James Harden really impacting his value? Um, I'm gonna ask Dimac here because. Eric is preparing for his pick. It absolutely is. Absolutely is impacting his value. And I think, um, you know, everything's under question with him if he's actually going to leave Philly, which is likely. It may not happen before the start of the season, but it will probably happen. Um, so it absolutely is dropping him down. And I think he's got the stats set to be a potential first rounder, but because of the, um, the question marks around him and his availability to start the season, he is dropping into the third I've even seen in some mocks going into the fourth, which is pretty crazy to think about a former number one in fantasy sports. Yeah, and speaking of uh, someone that is expected to be a little bit, you know, a little bit 
torn in terms of how people, you know, um, choose a side. But you picked Cade Cunningham and then there's several people or a lot of people expecting big things from him. Some people or actually there's also a lot of people who are kind of like hesitant just because of, of course, the, the injury and all. Um, how confident are you with Cade Cunningham? I like him in the third, and I know he's going in the second, which is pretty rich for my for my liking. But in the third, I think he's got the value. I don't really care about the turnovers as well. So he's going to provide an all-round stat set. He will give you um, fantastic free-throw shooting. He may struggle um, from the field goals, uh, from field goal situation. However, you can see I've already started out with a very guard-heavy lineup, so I will be attacking those uh, centers in the coming rounds. Yeah, and uh, there, there will be a run... Uh, in that round for several centers. So, yeah, that's a good strategy getting back-to-back-to-back uh, to back to back guards for uh, DMAC. Uh, let's look at our picks here. Uh huh. Still pretty much standard. I, I, I haven't seen any surprise picks from our um, draftees for this specific mock. And then uh, let's ask Eric with how he builds his team here. He currently just swiped Nikola Vujovic, one of the steadiest pick, I guess, in the I'm, early I'm rounds. Panting, I'm panting assists and steals, okay? So I'm trying to get uh, as uh, uh, players that have... High free throw percentage because when you're punting assist, uh, you you're not taking the guards with high volume uh, free throw percentages. That's why I took Vooch and uh, with Jaron Jackson, and now I don't need the the high volume if I have a lot of bigs that shoot about eighty uh, percent. I have Durant, I have Jamal Murray, so I'm pretty good. At the free throws, and of course now I'm pretty strong at blocks, and I need to take care of you know the the points and the rebounds will come because I'm going to pick another big, uh, so I'm I'm pretty comfortable with my picks now. Uh, just a quick question for you, Eric. Um, at least some of the people I know kind of like paves away from Jamal Murray with the association with his. Uh, career wherein Jamal Murray is only good during playoffs and during regular season it's just you know it doesn't hurt you but in in head to head formats it doesn't also give like a big push to other stats so what can you say about that Jamal Murray was crazy good before he got injured he was really really good in the regular season, okay, he he was about he was ranked about thirty, and the last three months before he got injured, he was a second rounder, I think, uh, and he needs he needs uh, to be an all star, uh, and hopefully an all in an all NBA NBA team for you know if he'll want a contract ex- extension a max. A, a supermax, uh, so he'll need he, he needs a, he needs to be uh, in in one of the starting uh, fives. So I believe he'll go. He's going to have a really big season this year. Yeah, and then um, 
he also didn't play for Canada. So he is super well rested. So you know. Yeah, uh, he he and Jokic, they're getting ready for the season. They want a repeat. He's going to kill it. I really, I I really like, uh, I really like his outcomes this season. Uh, I trust him. Okay, I trust him. I think. I think. Yeah. Yes. He, he 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 in the playoffs he's great. Okay, but uh, I think it's time for him to have a strong uh, regular season as well. And, and I don't think he 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 he, he as well don't like he don't want it. I think he wants it. Okay, he, he wants to be an all star. He wants to be a, an all NBA. Uh, and uh, now he's got the opportunity. He's finally well with a great team around him. And now with uh, Bruce Brown gone, he they need him more. They lack depth in the guards department. So. Yeah, and it also it suits uh, very much with your with your plan and your strategy as well. So uh, for me, I just uh, picked. So since I have Jokic and kind of like uh, picked several steady players uh, in the in the first uh, in the second and third round, I actually uh, put my foot a little bit in the risky upside side. Even though there are several good players that uh, I I saw during my pick. So the reason why I chose OG Ananobi and Tyrese Maxi here is just banking on the narrative of the Toronto Raptors and the the the, the Philadelphia 76ers. So the moment that James Harden gets traded, or the moment that Toronto Raptors decide that hey, let's just trade Siakam and then trade uh, Gary Trent Jr. and then let's go young with Scotty Barnes and maybe OG Ananobi. So for me, it they are already in this area right now, and then the moment that happens, it puts them like around or at two uh, higher. That's just my take. So that's the reason why, uh, again, I, I kind of like tried choosing these players, especially as I start off my team as a steady group of players. Um, how about you, DMAC? Um, any players that uh, you, you found, you know, picked earlier or, you know, you, you expected that, was, that should have been picked at this point? Because uh, I kind of like browse at it and it seems like pretty steady. Yeah, I was able to pick up Paul George in the fourth round. I think that's great value. We know about his injury history and his concerns around um, playing those games, but he's got that upside as well. And when you can get someone of that value and that that level of talent in the fourth round, I'm I'm all in on that one. Um, apart from that, I think it's been a pretty steady type of draft at this stage. Nothing that's um, really stood out as being crazy. Yeah, totally agree. And then oh, man, um, my turn. And it, well, it's Eric Stern. Um, let me let let me check several names here that I'm super interested. Uh, who will pick them, and then how early will they get picked? So number one is Zion Williamson. I'm I'm thinking uh, usually this is the round, at least in mocks, that I see him get them picked. And then to be honest, some people picks Jamorant. In the next in the following round, so I'm 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 kind of like interested if that happens in this Mac. Uh, but given that uh, some of our participants here are ten-year GMs, I I don't think they would uh, definitely um, pick them as early as uh, that. Um, at pick fifty-nine, Paulo Banquero by Papi Christopher from KPTV. Um, do you think this is a fine pick at pick fifty-nine, or is it a little bit early? 
Um, uh, oh man, such a bad pick at 61, but I got nervous and didn't. Oh, okay. Sorry to interrupt. I was yeah. mad at myself. We're just going back to Bancaro, puppy. I'm just looking at his build. Uh, Davis, LeBron, Ant, Fox, Bancaro. I think that's a clear punt free throw team. So it's not, it's early for my liking, but in that build, it probably works and he's got scope to improve. He's, um, he's the alpha on that team, probably alongside of France, but he's the 1A and I'm on the clock. So let's just check this guy out. Jeez, Zion is very tempting there, but I've got some risky <laughs> picks already with Kyrie and Paul George. So I'll probably avoid at this stage. Uh, let's go. Jalen, Chris Paul. You're not going to talk me into Jamarant. I bet you you want you you want that number at this at this early. I'm gonna go safe. Okay. Yeah, looking at it. Um, before my pick, Eric, my question here is: Brook Lopez, pick sixty-three, is still this a fine pick here? Um, again, a lot of analysts are saying he's going to drop his. Usage is going to be the drop, the the minutes, and of course the durability at age thirty five. As as far as I'm concerned, uh, what do you say as about that? As far as as Lopez, I'm really concerned about him. I'm really cold on him. Uh, I I don't want to take him before pick eighty, and I'm pretty sure someone will take him sooner. So I guess I won't have him uh, uh, in any one of my drafts. As well in my auction, most of my leagues are auction drafts, uh, uh, and I, I, I'm pretty sure that someone will pay more than I'm ready to pay for him. So it is what it is, you know. Yeah, and then um, me, I'm currently. Let I just uh, pick Chris Middleton. I think it, it it's a value pick here. Even though that's a great pick, yeah, in, great in the pick. back of my hand, uh, amazing pick, seventy seconds. Yeah, and in the back of my head right now, I was contemplating between picking Chris Paul and uh, uh, Tyce Jones, and I was almost similar fit in terms of being a, a assist to turnover ratio point guards, but I kind of like chose the younger ones. <laughs> I chose <laughs> Tyce Jones here. Um, uh, let me check. Your pick recently, um, DMAC, you chose the number two guy in Brooklyn Nets. What what made you pick Cam Johnson? Is there is there any expectation uh for from you for Cam Johnson to have a value at this area? So what needs to happen for Cam Johnson to be a top 50 player? Not a great deal. I think he's established himself as one of the, the key pieces on that team. Just it's now my pick. So, Papi, thank you for trying to distract me. It's a good work on that one. Um, <laughs> I think I need my guys. I think I need my big guys now. Yeah. So, um, while Dima can I, speak... I love uh, Cam Johnson at 67. Yeah. A any specific um, value, um, role, or stat? that you love about Cam Johnson, Eric? The overall outcome, the overall, I, I pre I'm pretty sure that he will be top 50 player on a per game basis, okay? And I really like value. I don't disregard turnover, so uh, 
in that aspect, uh, uh, I think he, he adds, the only thing he doesn't add is a lot of assists, but, you know, if you're taking care of it early, you don't have to punt assists or something to to have him. Uh, so so he, he can uh, give you the three-pointers, the good uh, free-throw percentages, the, the low turnovers, uh, some points, uh, some steals, yeah, and, and actually, he, he uh, before end of the season, I, I saw him also do some playmaking. So it's going to be interesting how it works this season. Um, uh, DMAC, a couple of picks after you, Zion Williamson, was picked at pick 70. So there's a lot of pick coming out of my mouth. <laughs> but um, what do you say about this? Uh, is this something that you find valuable at, at, at this range? I'm looking at his build. Uh, he started with Luca, so I guess that goes into the punt free throw, but then he's built it around Fred Van Vliet and Kawhi. So it's quite a balanced team. So um, Kawhi and Zion on the same yeah. team, probably not for me. A little bit too risky in that probably um, games missed. Um, but at 70, you know, you, you look at that value, it's pretty hard to resist. I was very tempted at my spot just a couple of picks earlier. Yeah. I will say there was a pick after my Daniel Gafford, Buddy Hield, and I didn't want to pick on AJB, but Buddy Hield, with the talk of him um, probably leaving in a trade uh, or being relegated to the bench for the Pacers, it's probably a little bit high, and even for round seven. Yeah, and, and I can't see. I'm probably wrong, but I, I it's hard for me to visualize a better situation for Buddy Hield coming out of the Indiana Pacers, especially with the teams that could possibly get him. So that's the reason why I'm, you know, I'm a little bit conservative about Bad Hild, um, as well as uh, the the steals that comes in um, and the, the the efficiency that he brought last season. Uh, I'm not sure how would it be better this season. Uh, but on the flip side, I'm, I'm pretty much excited for Bruce Brown and um, uh, Ben Matherin, uh, the moment that Bad Hild gets traded. Uh, Though it's going to be interesting who comes back, but uh, I'm pretty sure it's better if the Indiana Pacers get some picks, right, or <laughs> other uh, players, uh, and then let Bruce Brown and Ben Matherin do their thing. Um, Dimak, um, any, what are your plans right now? Uh, in your team, you have a solid core already. Um, any particular players you're targeting? Uh, I don't think you're gonna say it to us, but maybe some stats, so I we you you won't get sniped. <laughs> well, you guys can't snipe me unless these guys are listening in. I'm going for my big men, and I think I'm actually surprised that Eric didn't take one of these guys. He's gone Tobias Harris and Austin Reeves. I'm going back and look. I'm weighing up Markel Fultz, but I've I think I'm pretty good with assists, so I'm going Mark Williams. There you go. Mark Williams, one of the darling of the crowd right now. And then, um, surprisingly, Zach Collins and Okongwu was picked. Not surprisingly, but more of like, uh, surprising, surprisingly in a sense that we know their value. They, they should be picked around this area. But most of the time, they are uh, names like, you know, uh, like um, Mitch Robinson in the past. Uh, who else? Andrew Wiggins in the past, the the Angelo Russell in the past goes ahead after them. So this is how uh, the point I'm gonna make is this is how we evolve as GMs. People now have a lot of information in their hand. P 
people observe the 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 differences and the gap happen from one season to another. So I really appreciate that because um the, the in the past couple of years uh there was a run in the years where people just drafts based on names. Hey, DeAngelo Russell is from the LA Lakers. Let me draft him. You know, eyes in my veins. <laughs> so uh, I really appreciate that. The, the leagues are getting hard because we love a uh, very good competition. Um, uh, Eric, um, uh, what's your strategy yes. uh at the turn? Uh, again, I'm taking the I'm I, I have my the same strategy. I'm punting assists and steals, and I'm now trying to see to assess what stats I miss. Uh, I still have a lot of players that are suiting me. Okay, I don't I don't need a lot of centers because every center suits me in my punt, you know. So it was much more important to me to get player like Reeves with high percentages as a guard, uh, and he's a player that doesn't have any value from steals. He's a horrible at steals. So it was more important to me than to get a a, a good center, a, a better per game center. Because I need the 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 I need the guard sport now more than I need a, 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 another center. I can have an, a, a few more center uh, as the draft continues. Yeah, and then um uh just a quick recap on my end. I just did a back to back big. I was expecting someone like Okongwu is still available or someone like Dan Gafford. But you know, uh, people in our uh, draft here are. Tenured and great GM. So, uh, what am I thinking? Of course, they won't be available in I my end. So, I, I actually just picked Jalen Duran and Wendell Carter Jr., hoping that hopefully uh, that, 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 that Wendell Carter Jr., you know, is going to be a value pick here. Uh, you know why? Because I think the reason he got dinged is because of uh, the, the injury that he had like in the past uh, seasons. But for me, I was thinking that. Um, Wendell Carter Jr. or the Orlando Magic rather gives a more room for their players to really heal or you know take time because they they aren't you know planning to really win uh, in the past two seasons. But I think this season they're going to be more competitive. So I'm I'm, I'm expecting a lot from uh, Wendell Carter Jr. here. Uh, people usually forget him in the runs of big. So I think I get a value pick here for a big at pick 97. And of course Jalen Duren some. If you you miss out on Gafford, you miss out on Okongwu, you miss out on Mark Williams. I usually pick Jalen Duren, so I guess that's just me. you know just but I'm kind of like I'm a, I'm a simple person. <laughs> just put front <laughs> things there. <laughs> okay, so uh, Dmac, um, is this the the range you kind of like start choosing upside over, you know, uh, the 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 usual steady players? It's about this range. It's about this range. I still like to fill out probably the first 10 picks with real consistent players, but um, round 10 to round 11, not a great deal of difference in terms of the overall value. So you do sometimes look for these value picks. So look, it's probably a little bit early, but I love this guy. Oh, it's, it's not early. <laughs> so, someone's we're playing head to head, not early at all. Yeah. So, someone's. Someone's excited to add something after the draft because he's gonna put uh Trey Murphy the third in the IL or IL plus. So it it usually yes. exciting if you do that. It really depends playoffs. on your league settings. He'll be ready 
he'll be back when December or something like that maybe 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 the the, the longest I can think is uh, up the longest up absence is still Jan January and I believe he'll be back sooner if you have good enough team you'll get Trey uh, Murphy to the playoff with such a, it's such a pick it's a great pick yeah uh, it will uh, take a bit of a, a bit of time to ramp up particularly with Zion full team Ingram Zion full complement of players so he won't be going in playing 32 minutes a night straight away he may take a lot of rest nights as well so just he'll ease in but it'll be a nice ease in to um, get some momentum towards the end of the or back end of the season oh Paul Reed yeah. happy I'm, I'm I'm gonna at least for this is a Mac drop so you know what I'm gonna ride the hype <laughs> Let, let's go, Paul Reed. And uh, yeah, uh, the uh, I'm I'm really studying the the minutes distribution, the the possibilities for the Philadelphia 76ers. I I in in real drafts, I'm 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 definitely not gonna pick Paul Reed this this early, but um, you know what? I, I think he's he's really in the path to a a season that almost similar to Chris Boucher's. Robert Williams in the past. So I'm um, if you ever miss two big uh big guys like Okong, the Okongus, the Dan Gaffords that you know helps the Kesslers uh, in the in the early and the middle drafts, I, I definitely will uh target Paul Reed in the back end of the of the draft. I, I'm I'm really curious in for Eric's uh upside picks in the in the last couple of uh rounds uh any any thoughts dmac on wh- who who do you guess is eric's last two picks look he started strong with blocks with jaron jackson jr uh in the second round but i'm looking through his team he's struggling with blocks so i'm thinking he may pick up a big guy but i'm no, also no, looking no, for I'm those not types. struggling with blocks why i have jaron jackson durant to have blocks Derek white has as blocks as a guard, Vooch a bit, Aiton a bit. If you can see, I, as Zubats, every one of my, uh, every one of my players, uh, excuse me, a lot of my players have blocks. I need the uh, three-pointers now and points, so it's harder to me to think, oh, okay, okay, okay. I think, I guess I'll take him. Let's just wait and see. Yeah, but if, if that's the case, you won't have a hard time getting Three points in the latter part of the rounds because exactly. there's a lot of exactly. them. Exactly, exactly. I guess I'll take. So, um, in terms of runs, um, Dmac, um, anything in particular you observe or notice uh, this season? Uh, what number one is obvious, right? The the blocks, the the big man runs. But other than that, any particular trend that you've noticed that maybe um not all kind of like notice uh, it yeah I think going hand in hand with blocks it's also the rebounds as well but uh, some of the early runs I've, I've noticed in mock drafts um, people are I wouldn't say reaching but are um, pref- preferring to get their assists quite early just because of the statistical scarcity that we've mentioned many a time um, not unusual for that to happen we've seen that in previous years but uh, even more so this year i think it's super competitive to get those guys knowing that we can get the bigger guys later on in drafts yeah and then uh the, 
if if you also check the difference between the early rounds and the middle to late rounds of assists, uh, the 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 guards in the early rounds are what at least seven to ten assists per game on an average, mm-hmm. and beyond that, it's almost four down. So sometimes getting like a Kyle Anderson later comes in handy if you really miss out on the on the guard. So uh, to all uh, viewers that are gonna see this episode. Uh, when we say assist, don't box yourself uh, like, hey, I need a guard to get assist. There's several ways to get uh, dimes. Uh, like, for example, if you started a big with like a Vucevic and then you have a Wendell Carter Jr. They are, uh, and Zach Collins, those bigs are actually uh, decent in terms of providing uh, dimes. Uh, Eric, um, yes. are you happy with your draft uh, as of the moment? Uh, I'm pretty happy. I'm strong at uh, about five to six. I'm really strong at five to p- to six uh, categories according to my projections. I can be better at three pointers, but as you said, this is the easiest uh, category to get from the waiver wire. I'm strong. I'm really strong at both uh, uh, percentages uh, categories. Really, really strong. At uh, field goals and free throws, uh, something that is hard to do. So uh, I think uh, my strategy worked well. Uh, and don't forget, I'm uh, picking from the 12th, 12th spot. It's uh, a really bad year to pick from the 12th spot. So all in all, as I'm watching my projections, uh, I'm using now a basketball monster. I'm using the uh, I'm using uh, uh, I put in my projections and I'm using the the tools right? the draft tracker and uh, it looks fine it looks fine I'm really weak at steals and assists like I uh, wanted and uh, the, uh, uh, I have uh, five strong categories and two decent ones so I'm okay yeah and then later on we'll definitely analyze our drafts so um everything's complete now. Uh, of course we'll 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 give some time or spend some time analyzing our drafts and uh some picks that that we saw here. Um just uh some quick questions first. Um let's start off with DMAC. Any particular player you believe should have been drafted here that are still in the free agent? Let's have a look, shall we? Let's take a look at that list. Uh, Asar Thompson, I think um, he would be definitely a pick of mine if I was to have my go again. Um, but I also took Jalen Johnson as a, a late-round flyer. Um, I think Thompson's got a little bit of a runway there in Detroit, so I think he he will be good. Um, let's have a look. Ubre has been picked up by the 76ers, but I don't think he'll be fantasy relevant in standard leagues at this stage with a full complement of players. Perhaps if Harden leaves and a similar ilk of player or a usage player doesn't return, perhaps he could be one of the guys, but um, probably I'd leave him on the waiver wire for someone else. Uh, Sadiq Bay, yeah. if you wanted those um, those three-pointers, he has a solid role at the Hawks um, at this stage, so he would be a, a nice pick at probably the, the last stage or the last round. Same goes for Amen Thompson, just the, the upside. But Sadiq a little Bay, bit I of, took him right now. I wanted your Sadiq opinion Bay. about yeah. him, so... <laughs> 
Yeah, I think he's steady. He, he's not going to set the world on fire, but I think he'll give you those three-pointers. He's actually um, he's a solid play, solid row, as I was saying. Um, so not a bad last-round pick. And as we know, typically it's your last one or two guys that you tend to stream through anyway. So it's one yes, of those of upside plays. So, yeah, you can't really go wrong at this stage. Yeah, and then um, from my end, uh, several players uh, that is notable for me in terms of possibly cate- categorical uh, help, just in case uh, you needed some punch um, at the end of your draft. Uh, surprisingly, I-, I like some old dudes here. Like, for example, Gordon Hayward. Uh, if you're actually seeking for like an efficient player that also gives you good free throws made, I guess Gordon Hayward is a good option, even though you know he we might expect him to be um injured at some point. But uh good thing about him is uh good thing about our leagues now, uh depending on your uh leagues, by the way, but in standards you 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 usually have IL plus or IL. So I guess yeah, uh I, I would suggest Gordon Hayward here. Another thing mm. here is uh, Quinton Grimes. I guess he has a path to really um, provide some value here, steals and snipes. Um, uh, who else? Uh, I think also Eric Gordon is interesting. Um, if you check the NBA, the NBA ads uh, in Vegas, he's one of the frontliners in the Six Man of the Year award, unless there's going to be a trade, of course. But uh, looking at it, he sticks and nothing changed that match in the Phoenix Suns. Uh, he might get some additional playmaking chores. So it, it, even though he's old, even though you know he doesn't offer a lot of upside, but if you get a steady, I don't know, four assists, a couple of threes, and just twelve to fifteen points, I guess that's decent. And then uh, lastly, for me, uh, it's very interesting uh, to really check out the Lakers. Uh, the, sorry, the Clippers players because. They start the, the, the season with several back-to-backs. And then we expect Kawhi Leonard to really, and possibly Paul George, to sit out a couple of games. So it's interesting for me, who gets that shot? Is it Terrence Mann? Though his, his fantasy is not that fantasy-friendly of a player. Uh, we also have uh, someone like um, uh, uh, Bones Highland that could also step up. Because the likes of Norman Powell will definitely be drafted. So I'm, I'm looking at those two guys on who possibly steps in. Maybe uh, uh, Kevin Martin Jr. as well. Uh, Kenyon Martin Jr. Uh, rather. Okay, so... Uh, Eric um, as well. Denny Avdia, your countryman. He's left on the yeah. board as well. I think he's got a solid role. Um, he did yeah, really well at the back end of last season. Could, yeah, he could be worth uh, owning or picking up at some point of the season. But you know, uh, uh, there's a lot of uh, uh, medium... Uh, upside players to pick in the last rounds. So I, I, I can see the logic that he stayed in the pool and no one took him. It's not like he has the upside of uh, of uh, someone, you know, like uh, like you, Papi Tuk. Uh, oh, I forget his name. From Philly. Oh, um, Paul Reed? Yeah, it's not like he's Paul Reed or something. He's got the upside, but uh, there there are better choices here. Yeah. So, Eric, while you're out there, um, uh, run us with your team. Um, You know, uh, share your thoughts about how you built your team and also um, your expectation on what you've built over there. Okay. So, I'll tell you what. I... 
I, just a second, let me see my team. Okay, so I wanted to punt assist and, uh, and steals. Uh, the 12th spot is really difficult spot. I think this year, if I'll have a league that I'm picking 12th, 12th I'll have to uh, come with a strategy, uh, with, with a strategy, with a, already a game plan for a punt. I don't see myself going for, for value from this pick because, you know, there are risky uh, picks like Davis or uh, low, uh, low upside picks for uh, low value picks there. So uh, I had to, 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 to do something to go to, 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 to pick a strategy, to pick a punt. I decided on an assistant stills because Durant and Triple J were free. Uh, I could have done better, okay? I, uh, uh, I prefer uh, not to pick Derek White, uh, to, pick, to pick Tyler Hero instead, or, um, or Simons. There are much better picks there because I need, I need more points. I'm pretty weak at points. My team pre pretty weak at points. Uh, but but uh, I think there uh, there are uh, enough uh, categories that I'm decent in uh, free throws, field goals, uh, rebounds. I'm pretty strong. Um, three points. I'm decent, and you know I can take from the from the pool as many I want. And blocks. I'm pretty strong because. Uh, I only have one. I only have one elite blocker, but Derek White can give me one a game. Durant can give me 1.2, 1.3 a game. Uh, uh, Vooch can give me almost one a game. Aton as well, about one a game. Zubat more than one block per game. Patrick Williams about block per game. If you take uh, all of them together, you see that I have about 0.85 blocks per player that it's pretty high okay it's only you know i'm i'm only look at looking at projections yeah but i i don't have something else to lean on and if i'm leaning on the projections uh, my uh, my uh, team is pretty strong at blocks and i'm really really strong at turnovers sorry uh, dmac i <laughs> i know you said that i can uh, win by not uh, by not playing uh, the player, but if I'm not playing with the player, I'm losing at the other uh, eight categories. Okay, I think I can uh, play with a lot of players here and still win. If I'm playing against a team that doesn't punt assist with this team, I can play ten games more and still win the turnovers. Okay, uh, so I'm pretty I'm pretty fine with the team. There are a lot to do here. If it's a if it's a league uh, with trades, I think I can swap a few players. I think I can pick up a few players from the pool. But the base is strong. I like it. Yeah, and I like how you kind of like really strategize on it. So aside from the players, I think we've learned uh, something from Eric, specifically uh, for for me as well. Uh, we we've learned like how uh, he strategizes in terms of hey, this player could probably get this number of stats and if I divided into the number of players that I have, that's possibly the average stats that I get because sometimes it gets overlooked that type of strategy 
uh, some people that are just excited to get players just think, hey, this is a blocker, this is a stat pattern or that. So uh, that was a great, great share there, Eric. Um, uh, um, Again, I could have done better, okay? If I was prepared, if I... If I uh, I, use, I knew that I was going to pick 12th, but I decided not to do it and not to strategize before because I wanted the experience of doing it on the move, you know? Yeah. I think it's more exciting that way. Uh, but when I have my drafts, if I know prematurely that I'm picking 12th, be sure that I know every pick, who's I'm pick who I'm picking, and... You know, with alternatives. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, uh, DMAC, is there a way for you to uh, have a screenshot of, of that? Or, you know, so at, so at least we could have a check on it because we only have around two minutes before this page closes. So while DMAC is checking on that, uh, let me round run down my team here. So, um, Where's my team? <laughs> there you go. So I start off with, with Jokic, of course. So uh, my bigs are uh, Jokic, Towns, Duren, Wendell Carter Jr., and Paul Reed. Uh, a little bit down on points there in terms of how I assess my bigs, but they give me a lot of rebounds and a lot of blocks already, uh, especially the upside of Paul Reed. Uh, when I checked out the, the, the draft, I was checking it, Actually, I'm the one who <laughs> kind of like had a surprise pick by picking Paul Reed in that area. So I guess, you know, maybe that's the fun in this map drops. Uh, my forwards is Jimmy Butler, Chris Middleton, Bruce Brown, and Tari Eason. So in terms of counting stats, steals, uh, rebounds, ad additional boost and assists, and points, I think I'm fine. The only lacking in this build is I, I, I think I forgot to really uh, get some players to that that actually give me three points especially with Jimmy Butler and a lot of bigs in my roster so I guess that's something that I should have improved on to be a little bit more um to have a better uh, count, uh additional counting stats in my area in my assist uh, I'm, I'm I have a couple of assist guys here I have Tyrese Maxi Tyce Jones and then uh I don't count Bruce Brown as a point guard, even though he has a point guard eligibility. Because I'm just thinking, uh, how would that, how would Halliburton impact uh, Bruce Brown uh, in terms of uh, providing assists? Uh, of course, every time that is uh, that Halliburton, you know, sits down and then Bruce Brown is actually in the court, uh, he'll probably get a couple of dimes. But I don't expect him to provide a lot of dimes on how he played in the Denver Nuggets uh, rotation. So uh, I, I won't back on that, but if that happens, then it, it, it fits me uh, very well. And then lastly, I, I, I chose Javon Carter uh, my last pick because I was really struggling to, to get another guard. Uh, Javon Carter also helps me in the three-point category. And I think he's going to start over Ayo Dosunmu as their uh, guard. Just one good reason is he plays defense better. He... For me, he shoots better, though the Sunmu has, you know, is has more energy, uh, has more Patrick Beverly vibe that I, I think the Chicago Bulls kind of like lost when they move on uh, with Beverly, someone to, to act like a dog uh, alongside uh, Alex Caruso. But it's going to be just around 25 minutes. So as a last pick, I guess that's totally fine. Um, Dima, how about you? 
uh, how was your team? Yeah, I didn't go in thinking about a punt. I think um, pretty balanced team. I haven't really punted anything strongly. I think I'm quite weak in rebounds, which is okay. I can pivot away from that. But starting off with Halliburton, um, nice pick at six. I think he dropped to me after um, SGA and um, Jason Tatum. So I think that was an easy pick for me. Kyrie in the middle of the second, I think, again, a nice value pick. Of course, he's got his issues and... Um, but it doesn't tend to be injury-related. So if he can have a nice, steady influence next to Luca this season, I think you've seen his X rank go up to eight, getting him in the middle of the second round, I think, at 19. I'm pretty happy with that one. Cade, I know that's a little bit early for some, um, but again, I'm riding the hype on that one, and I think with disregarding the turnovers, I think he can have a magic season. Paul George in the fourth round, really happy with that one. Yes, again, with some concerns around um, health and staying on the court, but I know that um, he doesn't like sitting. He's said it publicly. He's now got a, a U Butte podcast going, so he's he's talked about having a bit of a, a comeback season. I know that the Clippers are really um, wanting to have that with Paul George and Kawhi and build that momentum. So health is the biggest thing for the Clippers. So I think Paul George can be uh, a top twenty type of player this season. So getting him at forty third overall, I think is great value. Zach Levine, uh, that's nice and steady, but we looked at the end of last season. He came back from injury, but his usage picked up. So a little bit of um, usage taken away um, by the other guys, but he's now picked up. So I'm, I'm hoping that momentum can carry over into this season. There's no real change to the roster, so I can't see that changing. Um, DeMar DeRozan is another year older, as they all are, but I think that Zach um, probably will lead that team more so than DeMar DeRozan. So getting him at 54th, steady pick, boost my, my points uh, and my threes, but the points are quite difficult to get um, sometimes in the latter stages of the draft. Getting Cam Johnson, we spoke about in the sixth round. I know Arik's quite high on him as well. Uh, so I know building that momentum coming out of the Olymp- uh, sorry, the, the World Cup, he didn't have a huge role, but he did look good when he was on the court. So I think he continues that momentum for uh, Brooklyn this season. Then I went for my bigs and I needed some blocks. So I went Dan Gafford. So he can provide potential two blocks per game. If he can stay on the court, he does get into foul trouble on occasion. So that's the one pitfall, I guess. But I'm willing to take that in in round seven for Daniel Gafford. Another similar pick is Mark Williams. And again, a lot of hype around Mark Williams coming into his sophomore season. So I'm really liking his... uh, his potential this season, not just this season, but um, carrying on uh, into future years as well. Miles Bridges, I know for ethical reasons, a lot of people won't pick him, but I like to win fantasy. And I think he does have a solid role on this team. He may not necessarily start, but I still think he he plays close to 30 minutes. And it wasn't that long ago where he was a top 30, 35 player. Uh, So you know he's got that upside. So if he can get the minutes, he can get that roll back. I think getting him at 102nd overall, I think is a solid, solid pick. Similar to Trey Murphy, uh, we've discussed him, but 115, uh, same boat there. Shaden Sharp, another another late round, less of a flyer, but a little bit of hype uh, coming off of a nice end to last season. And with Damian Lillard uh, expected to be traded, perhaps Shaden Sharp becomes uh, more of that focus as well on the offense. So let's see. And again, at 126 overall, I'm willing to take that chance. Christian Wood, I've never really enjoyed having Christian Wood on my team, but at 139, I needed some more big man stats at this stage. And 
you notice how there is that run of bigs from round eight to round 10 to 11. And if you don't get them in those stages, you may struggle. But Christian Wood was almost my um, consolation prize in round 12. But again, at 139, I think he may not start for the Lakers, but again, he will have a solid role moving forward. So let's see what happens there. And last one, he probably hasn't had the hype that I was hoping he would. But Jalen Johnson, I think he's a young up-and-comer. He was always in John Collins' sort of shadow. And now John Collins has moved away. Let's see what that uh, opportunity has for Jalen Johnson for the Hawks. So there we go, yeah. at 150. There you go. So um, uh, we'll, we'll try to write up for our um, teams as well, aside from this episode. Uh, but uh, before we uh, end uh, our episode a little bit later, um, just I have to, to say two things. Sorry for interrupting. Yeah, sure, sure. Go ahead. Can right. I can I comment on something? Uh, uh, there's no moral in fantasy. I'm with you, Dimac. We're picking <laughs> the players to win. Okay. That's right. There's no ethic. Okay. It's a game of thrones. We're going. <laughs> We're doing everything we can, we can to win. And if Miles Bridges will bring us the win, okay, so we, we, we soak it, okay, we, 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 we won't smell it, okay, but we'll take it. Exactly and right. I really yeah, like both, of, both of your teams. I really like them. The small issue I have with your team, Daniel, is that you only have one center. So if you're playing in a format with two centers, it's a small, it's a problem. But I know you already, you already playing exclusively on a format with only one center spot, right? Yeah, typically Yahoo. I do have one ESPN league, which is a shame. But yeah, that's something that I have to take into account as well. Yeah. So let's have a quick round. Um, any player you don't like with? Uh, do you have copies of our teams, right? So, um, any player you don't like from Eric's team, uh, DMAC? Probably uh, Boyan Bogdanovic. Not necessarily I don't like him, but I was just trying to uh, understand the rationale because I know that he had a, a bigger role last season. He, his numbers look fantastic, but that was with Cade Cunningham um, not having that usage in that team. So, I was wondering what your thoughts are, both of you guys, on Boyan. I, I agree with you, okay? Uh, and if it was in a vacuum, it was a horrible pick. He's not worth owning, okay? But uh, in a, a assist and a steel spunt, he, he has value as a as a scorer uh, with high uh, free throw percentage. And uh, uh, that's why I picked him, the only reason. Uh, I guess I had better alternatives, you know, if I picked Hero before, I wouldn't have to pick him now, but I I I I was desperate for points uh, because I don't want to punt points suddenly. You know, with Durant and everything, it's not a, a, a smart thing to to do to waste so much value. So uh, I needed to save the category in uh, as I saw it, and he was uh, the best choice. I wanted I wanted the uh, other players, but uh, they already had been taken. But gotcha. I, I completely agree about, about, you know, per game is going to be 160, something like that, you know. Really yeah. not worth a pick. He's also a, a candidate to be moved, I guess, uh, looking at how Detroit, you know, um, structured their, their team right now and then the direction they're going. Uh, there's a good chance he gets moved at some, at some point, 
even though if he won't get moved, I'm still gonna uh, assume that they would let Osar get some of his, which probably would you know take some time uh, away from uh, a usage guy like uh, Boyan Bogdanovic. Uh, me, I'm gonna pick for uh, DMAC. Someone that I didn't like was already mentioned earlier and then I think he also agrees with it. Uh, Christian Wood. Um, the only thing, the only upside I see for Christian Wood is knock on the wood. No pun intended. Uh, if something happens with Anthony Davis, then it's going. he's going to have a better um, you know, season. But aside from that, uh, a healthy Anthony Davis um, and Christian Wood on the, on the court, um, I'm just thinking that if Anthony Davis really wants to play at, at four, and then they let Christian Wood to play at the center, I guess. Uh, at some point, they will notice how not good of a defender Christian Wood is. So I'm just contemplating how would the coach and the Lakers adjust on that. Because they have, it's not that Jackson Hayes is good, right? But playing Va- Jared Vanderbilt might be better in, in some situations, just, you know, just because of the defensive uh, weakness of Christian Wood. So, in, in my assessment, I might have like dinged a couple of minutes for Christian Wood with respect to that. So if you need a center and then you're expecting a defensive stat from it, then I don't think Christian Wood would be the best option. But then again, at least for this situation, you know, um, DMAC was placed in the corner. <laughs> and the corner, the corner of that place is made of wood. So I guess that's the reason. But yeah, um, uh, any I mean, there's no that. such thing I... as a healthy Anthony Davis. Ah, sorry? There's no such thing as a healthy <laughs> Anthony Davis. Okay? It's a myth. <laughs> a legend. <laughs> but uh, but but uh, it's he's arguably healthier than Zion, so... <laughs> uh, I, 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 I've seen uh, people in cemeteries that are healthier than Zion. <laughs> I love Eric. Uh, so, Eric, uh, any player you don't like in my team? Actually, I like most of them. I uh, I can, you know, nitpick, but uh, I I I like your team. I I really I really do. Oh. Let me. Where I I already can see it. Can you oh. can you uh, can you I, say the names of yes, your players yes. again? I I want you to not like. <laughs> <laughs> One of my players, but yeah. So I started with uh, Nikola Jokic, Carl uh, Anthony Towns, Jimmy Butler, uh, OG Anunoby, uh, Tyrese Maxey, uh, Chris Ma- Chris Middleton, Tyce Jones, uh, Jalen Duren, Wendell Carter Jr., Bruce Brown, Paul Reed, Tari Eason, and then Javon Carter. I love all your t- all your picks. I really do. I think I think there's value in all of them. I really do. I really love your team. I think in a league, uh, you're you're the favorite. Yeah. With with this team, you know, some things can go wrong. You know, Butler yeah, can die, uh, Towns can die, but uh, you did a great job, in my opinion. And then I, I guess I have also a upper hand picking first as well. And then I, I don't know. I'm just comfortable picking back to back. I just love it because <laughs> you know you're just waiting for a couple of while and then boom, boom. I I uh, really don't like punch. it. I don't like. Uh, <laughs> really? You, you don't like it? Yeah, you need to think about two players. It's hard to think about two players. Uh, I prefer picking at the middle. I'm I'm one of the only ones that like that prefer this, but I prefer this. 
All right, but I Ava agree with also you. like like picking in the middle, right? I do, yeah. Okay. Unless so, I can get Jokic at one. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm fine <laughs> with picking on the two. Absolutely yeah. fine. Yeah. There you go. A uh, couple of uh, rounds before we end the show, um, I wanted to involve our audience, right? So I just wanted to pick several uh, players here to talk about. So at round eight, uh, I think this is uh, good brother AJ uh, in the house, uh, one of our friends there. Uh, he actually picked, uh, is he Scoot Henderson? So um, anything, any thoughts? Uh, sorry, it, it's round nine rather. So Scoot Henderson. So if Damian Lillard gets moved, and then I, I'm just thinking the the possibility, the possible uh, trade off uh, out of Damian Lillard is either they get someone like. Uh, uh, the 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 Andre Ayton or maybe if, if from the Miami Heat if it's like a, a Tyler Hero package but other than that um any possible impact for Scoot Henderson the moment that Dame goes out because logically you think that hey it's going to be Scoot's um team but on the back of my mind yes it does but I'm pretty sure he'll definitely get some uh, counting stats but we all know that rookie guard tends to be you know, a little bit more inefficient, uh, turns the ball more over, especially with, with Scoot Henderson, who doesn't really have that, uh, uh, you know, a steady jump shot as of the moment, as a, as a rookie, right? So, in an, in an essence, just to get your thoughts, just to balance it out, do you like it? Or is it something that, you know, uh, you're, you think doesn't have a lot of impact? Uh, Dima. I don't, I don't dislike it too much, and they will prioritize him if Dame is to go. But at this stage, he's still uh, on that squad, so I still think. What did you say? Round eight, round nine. It, round it's nine. higher for me. We know, yeah, as you said, that um, rookie guards do struggle a little bit, but more so in the nine cat format when their turnovers tend to be quite high. If you disregard those, then it's a lot easier to read and to swallow that as well. He has that potential, that fun factor as well. So if you want to go and support him and really enjoy um, watching him and get those points and really get the crowd involved, then why not at that level? And I'm just trying to look at some of the plays taken after him um, in that round. Uh, what have we got, Scoot? We've got Gary Trent Jr. Who would you guys rather have, Scoot or Gary Trent Jr.? I prefer uh, Gary Trent. Hmm. But I it's think Scoot will be will have his assist skills, but he's not going to be efficient. Not going to have uh, three pointers. Uh, I prefer at this point Gary Trent. You know, uh, Scoot's outlook is great. If I'm going to to think about the the next couple of years, but uh, as a rookie, I, I I usually tend not like not to like rookies. I don't mm. trust them. Mm. Oh, so, Arik, so after that, you took Boyan and then Zubac. Who would you take? Yes. Scoot, Boyan, or Zubac? If, if in in my pant, of course, I'm not going to take Scoot, Scoot because I'm panting assistant stills. I, Scoot is uh, ranked about 300 in my pant. But if you're uh, talking about uh, picking with... Without a pant or you know, without a strategy, I think I'll pick Zubat or Scoot. Of course, I'm not picking 
boy and at this point if I'm not punting and he's suiting me and he's perfect for me. Uh, and uh, it depends of, of my needs at this point. Okay, so if I'll need a center uh, or a, you know, big categories, I'll take Zubats. And if I'll need a guard, I'll take a, a Scoot. But I'm, 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 I really don't like the, you know, the low efficiency players. Uh, and sadly, in a, in his rookie year, he's supposed to be one of them. Yeah. Um, I I know Eric, you you have to uh drop off uh right now. Can I ha can I ask yes. a last question before yes, you drop of course, off? Of course. So um, what can you say about this? So in our mock draft now, um, Nick Claxton was drafted over the Andre Ayton, Rudy Gobert, and Jared Allen. I was just thinking in the past, you and the, people won't definitely draft Claxton over those three bigs. So any thoughts about this trend? And then any thoughts about Nick, Nick Laxton as well? So again, um, in, in our draft, Nick Laxton was drafted uh, earlier uh, than Aiton, Gobert, and Jared. Who are you Allen. asking? You asking me or David? Yes, yes, you. I, I'm asking you, Ari. Ah, yeah. me. I prefer Claxton, of course. Of course. He, he, he's a great shot blocker. Uh, he's a young player. Supposed only to get better. During the season, we've seen him getting better on offense, okay? And he's got more to offer than the other guys, as I see it. He's ranked higher for a reason. There you go. So, yeah, just want to really get your thoughts on that because, um, again, the name thing, the, how people perceive players in terms of the na their names and then maybe their teams, uh, that's the reason why in some leagues Nick Claxton gets overlooked, and then uh, um 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 centers like the 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 Robert Williams, the 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 Mitch Robinson gets picked ahead of them despite the deficiencies and low upside. Uh, is because of the name in the team because you know Boston Celtics and New York Knicks. So yeah, thanks for for that, uh, Eric. And um, if uh, just let us know if you need to drop off because I, I have a couple of questions as well. Uh, a couple more, a little bit more for uh, DMAC here just to really involve our uh, draft. Okay, so I, I'll, I'll say goodbye because I have to go. We have a fest. Uh, we have a Jewish holiday called uh, Yom Kippur. Uh, we're fasting in Yom Kippur. Uh, so I need to go and eat before it enters. Okay, so it was great. Uh, and see you next week. See you, Thanks, Eric. Ha have a good meal. It's Thank something. It, it's something great for us. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. So, um, Dimac, uh, just a couple more minutes because you know I, I really wanted to um make this uh, Mac draft very valuable to our audience. So, uh, something that I, I noticed here as well is, um, the va Let me ask you a question. You pick Paul George, right? Mm -hmm. Um, in that area, a player like Jordan Poole, who is another player who is super hyped right now, would you still really pick Paul George in case you have a different, you know, a different strategy or a different rank? And then or, 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 sorry, a different uh, number of pick, would you still choose 
Paul George over Jordan Poole? Yeah, irrespective of strategy, I'll still take PG-13 over Poole. And you know how high I am on Jordan Poole coming into the season. But we've seen Paul George do it before. Yes, he's not the same player, but I think that he can... His, I think his ceiling is higher than Jordan Poole's. And, I, and you know how much I love Poole. But I think Paul George is the better bet, um, particularly in that fourth fourth or fifth round. Um, yeah, it's PG-13 all the way. What are your thoughts? Yeah, Actually, uh, generally, I would still pick Paul George. That the value is like very different, and I, I was actually reserving this question <laughs> to, to to check out Eric's response to you because you know he doesn't kind of like like Jordan Poole. But yeah, pa- Paul George is the pick here. Um, arguably, there there could be there there could be uh, there could be a situation where I pick Jordan Poole. Um, uh, maybe if. You know, news comes in, and I don't feel too um safe uh, in terms of uh picking Paul George. Maybe if the if the if the league doesn't have IL or IL plus, maybe I could there there could be an idea or a thought to my head that hey, just pick the healthier guy. But um yeah um I, I would definitely pick uh, Paul George. Um, and also think about there is still a risk with Jordan Poole later in the season when yeah. fantasy playoffs are going to happen. So Washington are going to be quite bad this season and probably my pick for the worst um, the worst in the league. So it wouldn't surprise me if there's going to be some mysterious illnesses and whatnot um, at the back end of the season for Jordan Poole. So, yeah, that carries some risk as well. So you weigh that up alongside of Paul George, just constant injury risk or sit concerns with the Clippers, I'd still take Paul George. Another question for me: um, If this league only has one IL plus, would you still draft both Trey Murphy and Miles Bridges? Trey Murphy and Miles Bridges. Uh, yeah, Miles Bridges is out for ten games to start the season. I think that's fine. Um, probably the more questionable one would be Paul George. You've got Kyrie. You've got um, less so Miles Bridges, but you've got Trey Murphy as well. So there's a bit of risk in that team. Um, but yeah, if there's only one IL, I'll probably speak to the commissioner first and see if we can increase that. But I would still be comfortable taking that approach. Gotcha. And uh, another thing here, um, something that I noticed as well is Jalen Green. So Jalen Green was picked here a little bit earlier than usual. So Matt picked Jalen Green at round eight, uh, fourth of that round. Uh, usually... Players like Michael Falls, um, Miles Bridges, um, Keegan Murray um, are getting picked ahead of Jalen Green just because of like you know uh, his deficiency. Uh, do you think people are now getting uh, more comfortable knowing that they have Fred Van Vliet, uh, they have a better coach, the organization has shifted to a more serious and veteran-driven organization? So. Do you think that's something that uh, people need to also look at in terms of drafting in fantasy? Yeah, I think so. I think um, he sort of ruled the roost, uh, even with KPJ. And there's a lot of John Wall discussions around how immature these guys were and they needed to pull their heads in. I think this season, Houston are going to be a hell of a lot better. They've got that veteran presence, as you mentioned. Um, So I think there's more mouths to feed as well. There's more talent and more younger talent coming through who will get their shots, who will get their usage. So I think people are catching on to that. Jalen Green, I was big on last season just because there wasn't much else going on. 
um, alongside Shangun. Um, but this season, I think I probably wouldn't even touch him in the top 100. Oh, yeah, totally makes sense. Um, last couple more. Um, I'm looking at here uh, and uh, checking in the last couple of rounds. I I see Kevon Looney being picked possibly because um, the run the, this uh, specific team. I think this is also AJ wasn't able. He wasn't able to get a big man, right? So my question here is: We all know Kevon Looney is like that rebound guy that the DSW um, leans on. But now with CP3 in the roster and possibly moving Draymond Green to the center like a little bit longer than usual, how does that impact uh, Kevon Looney's value? Especially that he doesn't offer a lot of stats, he doesn't score a lot. Um, would you still be comfortable picking him in uh, the latter part of the draft if you missed out on the bigs? I think he's a really low upside player. If you wanted to be competitive and get those solid rebounds, sure. But he's not going to provide the same stats that he was last season with CP3 there. Um, there is talk that Kevon Ludi will come off the bench and that really will hurt his fantasy um, production moving forward. So I'd probably take a, a flyer on another big if you were really desperate. Um, there's been talk that Derek Lively may even start. I don't think that'll happen. Um, but there were a few posts on Twitter today or X that I saw about him starting. I'm, I'm not too sure if that's going to happen, but I'd rather take a flyer on one of these younger bigs. Even someone who's been there before in a Rashawn Holmes, I know they haven't really talked about where um, who's going to be starting on that Dallas team, but perhaps the Hatsik could be lively. Um, but yeah, I would rather stay away from Kevon Looney just with that really poor um, upside. And, and speaking of Rashawn Holmes, he was previously ranked within top fifty uh, when he was really actively playing. Someone that can gives you that that can give you good percentages, steals and blocks combination from a big man. So uh, let's see. Uh, my only problem with with Rishon Holmes and even Derek Lively, and is Dwight Powell because you know <laughs> he's Mark Cuban's boy <laughs> for some reason. And then that timeshare of of those three is my my concern. But again, if it's a last pick, so. And you need blocks. Uh, would agree. Uh, Derek Lively could be uh, that guy. Um, uh, from the the early rounds, um, this these players seem to be kind of like for me, um, you know, falling for for some reason. In the past, uh, it, the names are Fred Van Vliet, uh, Desmond Bain, and uh, Pascal Siakam. Uh, those are getting dinged by someone like Cade Cunningham. A Victor Wembanyama, or even a Dejounte Murray. Sometimes they they prefer those over those three. Um, if uh, in in your head or and how you strategize in, in in terms of drafting, uh, do you kind of like initially choose the player you like, or you rather choose a player that suits your 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 build? Because sometimes it's really, I don't know, it's really tempting to go for that. Hey, I know this player is good. Upside is there, but it doesn't fit my my, my build. Because uh, when I when I check those names, these are efficient player. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, Vane is an efficient player. Maybe people are having a hard time, especially head to head. You know, uh, 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 putting him because he doesn't have any category category that is pretty much strong. Um, FBV on the other hand, as possibly the deficiency and the, the 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 gray area or the unknown. Um, 
I don't know. So, uh, any thoughts on, on this trend? Yeah, look, I'd probably take the better player at the early stages. Sometimes it is hard to build that strategy or even think about a punt strategy unless you are someone like Arik at that 12 position where you go in and thinking, look, this is how my draft is going to go. That's fine. Uh, it's something that I tend not to do. So in those early stages, I tend to go for the guy that will have the better outlook, who's proven, uh, FEV's proven. Yes, he's going to a different team this season, but I think he's going to be one of the leaders. Um, so I'm comfortable taking FEV um, quite early in that draft. Yeah, and then and FEV is another uh, possible upside because he's the lone star in that in that uh, team. Uh, last question for me because we 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 we've stretched the time and I, I guess we've already checked several names here. Um, let me we we talked about big uh having a run at some point, right? So let me give you a couple of names. I have here Daniel Gafford, Mark Williams, Jalen Duren, um, Jabari Smith Jr., and Zach Collins. And let's put in Okongwo there. So that's six. I, I think I can remember it. Can you rank them in terms of hmm. your preference of uh, choosing first? Because um, we have tires, right? Uh, fantasy analysts like Josh Lloyd and Sports Ethos, you know, and, and other um, a known personality in the industry has their tires, right? I do understand these pegs are within the same tires or at least uh, succeeding tires. So I wanted to get your thoughts on these pegs. I know you posted uh, a, a, a tweet uh, of this, right? A couple of uh, weeks or months before. Yeah, I, I've been quite vocal around um, the value of these bigs late in drafts. It is quite difficult to to rank these guys, but I've gone Gafford and I did pick Gafford in this mock draft um, earlier than the other guys. So I've gone Gafford just because he could, um, I hate to use that term, win your blocks. He's not going to win your blocks, but he's going to be a major contributor in the block department, field goals as well. So real traditional center stats that you could get in round seven, eight, nine. Um, similar with Mark Williams, but less of the blocks. Um, Jalen and even less so. Longer term, if we were looking at a dynasty, I think Duran, being only 19 years old, has the best outlook of all of these guys. So they're the top three. Um, I like Jabari Smith Jr. He's slightly different in the way that he plays compared to the other guys. So he's more a, a four or a stretch five with Shangun there. So he's a little bit different because you're not going to get those same traditional center stats that you do with um, the aforementioned guys. Zach Collins is slightly different again, but um, more similar to the, the first three but he does also provide you with assists. He's, he's sneaky sneaky good with assists. And I think he'll play a major role uh, alongside Wemby as well. Um, so he's probably in amongst it. Uh, so he's sixth, I think, uh, we talked about Okongwu. So yeah, his baseline, uh, we based on last season's numbers, um, sharing with um, Capella, his baseline is around that 70 to 80 rank, which is fantastic. And if he gets even more minutes, Sky's the limit with this guy, but we just don't know that. Capella hasn't been moved, so there's a few uncertainties around Okongwu. So they're all in that cluster. Gafford is still clear number one for me. Um, maybe Mark Williams and Okongwu, followed by Duran, um, and then um, Jabari Smith. That's probably my order. And did you mention the sixth, sixth one there? Oh, yeah. It, 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 I think you, you mentioned all of them already. Zach Collins uh, mm-hmm. is, the, is the other one. Uh, let, so um, just to kind of like 
because this is a good topic to be honest i i, I love this topic of picking and and, 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 and understanding uh, which to pick because sometimes it's hard to not get your players but it's, it's also hard to get a player if they are all available so <laughs> i guess a lot of gms will definitely get something out of this conversation so uh, let me go back to so you you've mentioned the upside and all uh, let me just like Let's give a couple of seconds of discussion per player. So Mark Williams. So for Mark Williams, do you kind of like mind the injury, be, him being injury prone? Uh, it's not that you know he wasn't really injured like big time, but there's a history, and then also uh, uh, on top of that, Charlotte is just like you know I don't know their direction. So are this consideration valid? For someone who you know has all of these players like in the same level to consider, just to find uh, someone on top. Say, for example, the, in your case, Dan- Daniel Gafford. The same consideration goes for all of the guys that we've mentioned. They're all on teams that are not at that elite level. They're all going to struggle. So there's always that potential that they do sit games later in the season. But Mark Williams, we saw what he can do. Uh, at the end of last season and that synergy that he was able to build with Lamello at times as well, brought that defensive um, nous as well. And it may not have shown up in his stats. He may not have got monster levels of blocks, but the Charlotte Hornets just, their defensive rating was a lot better with him on the floor and then working in conjunction with um, Lamello, able to roll to the basket. Some of that pick and roll stuff is going to be pretty exciting for him. He's going to have um, easy baskets. So he could be a double-double threat with a, maybe upside of two blocks per game. And that's probably top 50, top 60 potential right there. So I, I love what he brings to the table. I've never considered him to be injury prone. Perhaps he's had that in the past, but he looked solid as a house last season. And I don't think Nick Richards is going to take a lot of minutes off of him um, this coming season. Yeah, actually people are more thinking more of like the PJ Washington signing because he he played some uh, big man minutes. But uh, again, reason behind that is they doesn't at, at that point they don't have like uh, a very good uh, big yet and uh, maybe also based on the coach's decision so maybe that's the reason but it's a different uh, situation right now especially with uh, the performance of uh, Mark Williams uh, let's go over Jalen Duren um, there's a lot of bigs in Detroit I guess that's one of the big possible um, reason why people won't draft Jalen Duren are you are, are you concerned with, with the other bigs? Because me, I, I, I'm not really concerned. I'm not concerned. I just hope that Detroit um, don't stuff it up and start sharing <laughs> minutes with these guys. There's a lot of guys on that team that could play that position, but he's the best of the lot. And at 19, um, why wouldn't you play him when you've got that age group and you've got that demographic on the team? You've got to build him and hopefully they see that they're not all morons. So hopefully they're not all morons. So you've got to do that as well. So I think... That's the best thing for Detroit long-term and also short-term. So I wouldn't have any issues drafting him this season. There you go. And then uh, last for me is Jabari Parker. So how much of Jabari Smith, rather. Jabari Parker is... He's already out of the league, so yeah. So Jabari, well, he'll probably still be available in the ESPN leagues. I'll probably oh, yeah. set that up now. <laughs> of course, ESPN. Our... <laughs> Or uh, what who who call this? Uh, Japet Aguilar before. So Japet Aguilar played in the NBA league, uh, NBA G League of the San Antonio Spurs before. So it was fun to see a Filipino 
in our fantasy, I was actually able to screenshot that. And of course, ESPN, who, who does it better? That's the lone, lone reason why you love ESPN getting to see uh, your, 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 your Filipino um, idol in, in, in fantasy. So, yeah. Um, uh, speaking of J- Jabari Smith Jr., um, how confident are you that uh, what we saw in the, in the summer league would translate to the actual regular season? And then also, how excited are you or do you like what you hear and read about the how um uh Yudoka loves Jabari Smith in his lineup? It is exciting. I don't think it's going to translate. Obviously, he was not the lone ranger, but he was leading that summer league team. Um, so it didn't really surprise me. The start of the summer league looked rough. And I know that game where he really broke out that first half, people were calling for him to be benched, which was quite funny. Um, but yeah, he was outstanding. And I think he's got that pedigree. He was touted as the number one draft pick last season. Didn't go number one, obviously. Um, but I'm really excited. So he's got that veteran presence. He's got the work ethic. And I'm seeing workout videos um, every week now. And he's looking in fine touch, great fitness levels as well. So I am excited. But like I said, at Houston, there's a lot of mouths to feed. So it's a tough one, but I really like his game. And it does translate nicely with fantasy. Um, yes, his field goal struggled um, at several stages of last season, but I think he can pick that up. Those blocks are nice. The rebounds are really nice. He's actually solid at the free throw line. Um, so I could easily see a top 80 season incoming for him. Um, so no concerns whatsoever. Yeah, and then uh, I think the situation that the Houston Rockets have right now is one good example of how the the coach and the system shifts the value of the players, not only in reality, but in fantasy. So understanding that they have a new coach who's a defensive coach who likes to play a little bit faster. Um, to be honest, Houston Rockets, uh, people thought Houston Rockets was fast. They aren't really that fast. Why? Because they don't defend. <laughs> So there's no opportunity for them to really run and gun, right? So now it's it's going to be different. So uh, again, just want to really emphasize on that part of uh, analyzing how would a reality shift could impact the fantasy basketball that we all love. Absolutely. And we've also talked about how Shangun could be impacted sometimes negatively um, for yeah. the same reason there. If the D is not there, then perhaps they go small ball five and have Jabari Smith Jr. at the five. Um Tari Eason, who you picked in this mock as well. So perhaps he plays alongside of Jabari Smith and goes that small ball lineup. Um, so that's potential as well, depending on the night, depending on the matchup. So it's exciting. There's a few uncertainties around that team, but um, yeah, there is that upside there. Yeah. And then KPJ being out of that team would also definitely help their minutes because, you know, and usage. So yeah, your boy. Well, he wasn't a he wasn't a true point guard in my eyes. He wasn't a true point guard. So I think a, a better facilitator with FEV, I think that's going to help everyone. And then your boy is going to, you know, say amen uh, with, with that <laughs> opportunity, <the> right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we, we kind of like extended a little bit, but I just saw an opportunity to, you know, discuss something I think is important. So again, it was nice. Episode, uh, having an episode with you, DMAC. Uh, Eric, I hope you're eating right now. I hope you ate something <laughs> great for me and DMAC here. So, guys, thank you so much. DMAC, anything you want to plug? 
Uh, NBA Fantasy Bible, you know where to find me on Twitter. Um, thanks again, Roy, and thanks, Arik. Hopefully he's having a nice feast. I thought he was getting a bit hangry at the end. Just joking. <laughs> no, he was, he was really good. Yeah, and then we, we, we all love Arik. I, I love the flavor he brings to, to us, to this, to this group, right? So uh, um, looking forward to our next episode. So we're going to talk about our next episode. Possibly, let's try to break down, uh, I don't know, uh, per team or per tire. So, let's let's talk about it offline. But guys, I hope you had fun. Uh, we usually put in just an episode every week. So, that's the reason why we try to extend for a little bit. So, please do extend with us. You know, we're, we're, we're a fun bunch. Uh, especially with Eric, with Demac, and uh, with me as well. So, I hope you like it. I know you love it. So, uh, always follow us, NBA Fantasy Bible, Day-to-Day Fantasy, and of course, F Fantasy Basketball PH. So, guys, happy weekend. Bye-bye. Bye, guys.